Welcome to Well. I'm your host, Tracy Fredkin, founder of SoCal Moms and the SoCal Wellness Retreat. Join me as I chat with Southern California's leading experts in women's health, family health, nutrition, modern medicine, and the mind-body connection. We'll be vetting new trends, curating practical alternatives for today's busy modern woman to keep herself and her family healthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Well This Week. This week's episode is sponsored by Califia Farms. Califia Farms is a California-based company that started with those beautiful curvy bottles of almond milk. And now they have so many new products like oat milk, probiotic yogurts, and cold brew coffees to help you live a more delicious and sustainable life. They even have brand new spreadable butters, which are amazing. And everything is available from them now in Whole Foods. Today, I'm joined by author, family recipe guru, and the smoothie queen, Katherine McCord. She's the founder of the Much Love blog and online resource, Weelicious, and the co-founder and CEO of One Potato, the first organic home meal delivery kit service focused specifically on the dinnertime needs of families. She's also the author of the monthly Snack Mom column in Parenting Magazine. She's appeared multiple times in People, Self, and Real Simple Magazine on the Today Show, ABC, The Chew, Access Hollywood Live, Good Morning America, Fox News, as well as regularly appearing on the Food Network Guys Grocery Games with guest spots on Food Network's Next Food Network Star and Duff Till Dawn. Catherine is a sought-after speaker and has joined us for the past two years at SoCal Wellness. She's always a wealth of knowledge as well as a delight to listen to, and we can't wait to talk with her today. Hi, Catherine. Welcome. We're excited to have you today. I'm thrilled to be here. We're excited to get your tips and tricks today. Um, I wanted to start sort of by asking you a little bit about about that. Obviously, most of us are at home with our kids. We're making significantly more meals and snacks than maybe we've ever made. Um, and I think everyone's trying to keep it healthy and, you know, fun and get their kids to eat it, but not exasperate themselves. So we know you're a wealth of knowledge on making meals fun and appealing and healthy. So what are, what are the tips and tricks that you're using? Are you like meal planning right now? Like, how are you making it all work? It's funny you said that because I, I normally don't meal plan. I usually go to the Hollywood Farmer's Market on Sundays. We get about 80% of our food there. And then I sort of wing it. I have One Potato, which is my organic family-friendly meal company. Um, and you, we get three dinners from there a week. But then the rest of it is generally just, you know, picking and choosing, like, you know, it, whatever inspiration comes from the farmer's market. But now that we're home and we're cooking 21 meals plus snacks and our kids are like in the refrigerator in like, mommy, mommy, I'm hungry. I'm like, wait a minute. This is not a restaurant. We're shutting down between, I feel like I need to like open cafeteria hours, like seven to nine for breakfast, like 12 to one thirty for lunch. Um, but so I am meal planning and it's been a, like a really a lifesaver. Um, doing that. And so every Saturday I come up with meal plan for the next week. Uh, and then I sh have one shop around that just to make sure, because really there's no going to the grocery twice right now. Um, and it's really, you know, it's always the Weelicious principles um, and one potato principles of just like very DIY meals, something that I know everyone's going to enjoy, but things that really do take me 
less time. I mean, I never want anything that's like a prep time of more than like 15 to 30 minutes. Um, and the big time, you know, what is what it is. Um, but for me, like I generally keep it really simple because my philosophy is always around, like I'd much rather be hanging out with my kids than being a slave to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I know it's funny you brought up the farmer's market and I always see your haul like I, on the weekends from there. And I'm impressed, you know, because I like aspire to get all my stuff from the farmer's market. And frankly, we're using it a lot more during this time. Um, but do you, I mean, are you mainly then focused on like fruits and veggies? Can you really get everything at the farmer's market? You know, where do you sort of substitute in? Um, you have a vegetarian in your house, right? Or a vegan yeah, or both? My yeah, my son is a vegetarian. Oh, it, it gets colorful. My son is a vegetarian. My husband is vegan till six o'clock every day. So, I mean, there's definitely plenty of fruits and vegetables. Um, so even during the, this time, um, I'm lucky that I have a friend who's been going to the farmer's market for me because my daughter has asthma. So we are not going out. Like we've been like super locked down. Um, and then one grocery run. So we, we do have the farmer's market and the grocery run. So it's, you know, really it's all done within one, you know, a few hours. Um, but we get all of our fruits and vegetables and, and, uh, chicken and fish and uh, eggs and from the farmer's market you'd be shocked at like all the things you can get so that the farmer's market run is usually just like frozen fruit you know maybe a snack food you know more yogurts things like that got it that's helpful i know well i always go to the farmer's market and try and figure out how much i can get there what i need to do at the store you know what pantry staples we should have. I know you did a post, I think, about pantry staples, right? Like, what do you recommend people keep on hand all the time when you're trying to get to quick meals? Right. So, I mean, the one thing I always do is sit down with your kids, either if it's on your phone or a whiteboard, get make them create a list of their 10 favorite foods and then always have them on hand because you'd be shocked at all the things that you can kind of mix and match with that list of 10 foods. And then I do, I keep my pantry staples, just like the things that our family really enjoys. So whether if those pantry staples are potatoes or rice or lentils, um, eggs, bread, milk, I mean, it's just like super duper basics, but you know, things that you can make, a, you know, a major meal um, you know, at the drop of a hat and also on a dime, because I think that, you know, we've even been just really, you know, knuckling down, really like seeing how much we can save by not, you know, ordering in or, or spending, you know, on like, you know, extravagant ingredients. I think it's just a really good time to be seeing what you can do with those pantry staples. What is challenging is when you get to the end of the day, the dinners sometimes, you know, it's like after you've made breakfast and snacks and lunch and so many different things, having the energy to do the dinners. I mean, that's where I think we should talk more about one potato. And I want to talk about some of your favorite, like easy meals for people. Cause I think that's the part, you know, you just get fatigued at the end of the day. I mean, I'm also pregnant, so I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you gotta get, get someone else in your house to do it. <laughs> but, you know, I think that is like having, um, at the end of the day, having that inspiration and figuring out, you know, what, what you can do. So talk a little bit about like one potato, how it works and, you know, some of your favorite easy to make meals too. Right. So one potato really came off of Weelicious families saying, I have the cookbooks and I have the recipes from the website, like just send me the food. So what differentiates one potato is that the meals take 12 to 30 minutes. 
everything is really healthy. They're meant for kids and adults. So the base is two adults. And then if you have one, two, three, four kids, you can add that on. It's two or three meals a week and they are very DIY. So like, I'm trying to think of what we have. I got my one potato bag yesterday, which I was so excited about. So we have Mushu chicken this week and you know, we send you like our cooked chicken and homemade kind of Asian pancakes like they're almost like crepes um and you just saute some vegetables and you roll them up and it's like all the homemade sauces like everything we make at one potato is homemade from the ketchups to the pickles to those sauces dressings so it's it's like just like you said like when you don't want to think about what's for dinner you just want to have it appear but sometimes when you do takeout takeout can be like oh my god it's just like i don't know it's like dry or it's not exactly what you dreamed of so what's great about one potato is like you didn't have to do any of the thinking it comes to right to your front door and it only takes a few minutes and we don't use a lot of pots or pans either so it you're like oh i get this like instagrammable experience but i didn't have to do like all the work yeah well and that's the thing i mean takeout is like disappointing frankly so much of the time you know it feels easy but then I do often find it disappointing. We're like, why did we spend that money? Or, you know, it isn't the same, what we want isn't what my son wants or, you know, and it just becomes, it, it's just not as great. You would rather be cooking those meals at home. You just have to have, I think the inspiration and the starting point to get you there. Yeah, my kids actually said to me, they're like, we want to pick all the one potato meals. So I actually have my computer open to take it upstairs to them to say, all right, what do you want for the next three weeks? Because it is like, I'll eat anything. Um, and it's great for them because we have 14 meals week to week, uh, 14 dinners. But now we also have frozen smoothie packs. So for breakfast, you can have, there's seven different frozen smoothies, like immunity booster, blue chia, antioxidant, um, bright green. And so they can make their own smoothies. Um, we even have breakfast cookie dough, which we're just launching. And you can get um, one of four flavors of cookie dough that's edible or you can make it. So, you know, we're, we're always like trying to improve, like when our families tell us like, why aren't you doing this? We work on it and test it. And, you know, we're trying to make it like the full, full experience for one potato families. Yeah, we'll talk about the smoothies a little bit because I know a lot of us watched sort of your journey as you were working on the smoothie project book and making them every day. And I mean, it's a good point about another way to start your day too, right? I mean, that's, I think, how it came about for you guys. So talk to us a little bit sort of about that and how it works. Well, my son got very sick when he was eight years old. Um, he started getting really nauseous, terrible headaches. Uh, and this is a kid who always never complain and always love going to school. And they persisted for months. I was seeing doctors and nutritionists and I finally read this book, um, Cure Your Kids with Food. And there was this little line about smoothies in it. And I was like, all right, maybe let me try a smoothie. So the next day I came up with this little piece of paper with pictures of different fruits and vegetables and proteins. I handed it to him and said, pick anything you want. Uh, and he had it, we made a smoothie the next day and the next day and within three weeks, all of his symptoms had gone away. And what we started to realize um, with this doctor was that, you know, I, as a vegetarian, since he was five years old by choice, uh, he was just, you know, I was like making him pancakes and waffles and, you know, all these delicious, but carb laden, sometimes sugar laden foods. And it was just like making him go to sleep in the morning and just not feel good. Um, so we, we started, I've, I've had smoothies since my 
middle child, like during pregnancy uh, every day. My husband has always had smoothies. Um, and we started introducing them just really as a daily thing to our kids. And my baby at that time uh, was 10 months old and she'd be bobbing her head for my straw. And the next thing you know, we'd put her on the counter and she'd suck the smoothie down in like 30 seconds. It was like the craziest thing, like 10 ounces gone. And I realized she was like, why were we giving her baby food when she could have all these fruits and vegetables and like all these brain building foods? Uh, and so I started, you know, posting different recipes uh, and writing the Smoothie Project cookbook at the same time. Um, and it, when it came out, it was just amazing to see all the people from birth to AARP, you know, just all different age groups saying, you know, wow, I'm having a smoothie every day. It's really changing the way that I feel. Um, so you know, that's why we started adding them into one potato because, you know, families just said, you know, we, we want the smoothies, but sometimes I don't have time to get the different ingredients or I need it to be faster. And so it's been, it's been really exciting to watch. Yeah. Well, everyone says breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? And that's what you send your kids off to. And it's interesting because you talk about, you know, letting him choose his ingredients. And I know earlier you said like letting the kids look at the meals. I mean, do you think, I assume you think it is important when the kids are involved in sort of helping you choose what they're going to eat, helping you. I find at our house, that's the advantage of like meal planning is that we sort of come to a common agreement ahead of time about this is what we're going to eat versus it then being an argument like, oh, I want pizza or I want this. Or it's like, we already talked about this. <laughs> you know, this was our plan. Um, do you find that that makes a big difference? And a smoothie, do they just have a smoothie for breakfast? Do they eat other things? Like, how do you sort of do that? Every day is different. I mean, for them, they all have a smoothie for breakfast. That's for, usually that's it. But if like someone's still hungry, you know, like grab a handful of cereal or a piece of avocado toast or, you know, something else, if they're still, you know, they're kids. So one day they're not hungry, one day they're starving, but they always have a 10 ounce smoothie. Um, and really, even my four-year-old's gotten to that. Now that I have the cookbook, she's like every morning marching over, she grabs the book and she's like, let's get into this. Like, I mean, she really is like walking into the restaurant and that's her menu. She's like, I'm going to choose what we're having. So, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm very supportive of that. I love it. I love them getting involved. I'd rather make them something they're going to drink. Um, then, you know, being like here, you know, just have this. Um, so it's, it's been incredible just, you know, having them get involved, whether it's picking the foods, cooking the foods, um, you know, however you can get your kids involved in, in eating um, is, you know, the right way. Yeah. Well, and I want to ask you a little bit about like the ingredients that goes into things, especially because like you have in your house, right? Someone who's a vegan or a vegetarian. And um, we've been working with Calathea Farms a lot on this series around their alternative milks and different options. Like how do you choose sort of which ingredients and, you know, think about, okay, this comes from here, or I know they're opportunities like if some people want milk or don't want milk or they want almond milk or coconut milk right like yeah how do people think about that that's a great question so like I said one of my daughters has asthma so she can't have any dairy um so four uh four out of five want almond milk so Kelsey is a perfect example you know even with the one potato smooth uh, frozen smoothie packets or in the the smoothie project cookbook all the recipes you can use any kind of milk or even liquid that you want um so i only have one daughter who is like a dedicated cow's milk fan lover and then the other four like you know prefer plant-based milk um so but but that's the best part like 
all of the smoothies are virtually gluten-free. Um, there's no refined sugars in any of them. Um, they're mainly focused on fruits, vegetables, and proteins. And, you know, just with that liquid, you know, you, you can, you can be, you, you can be your own chef. You can create uh, around what you love. And when it comes to the mixing of the, uh, of the smoothies, like I come from, it's, it's not just the health and wellness. I mean, I truly believe food is medicine, but it's also about the taste. So like all the smoothies like taste delicious. There's a combination based on flavor profile or what they do in your body. So like golden milk is all for inflammation, um, having the turmeric with a little crack of pepper and some coconut oil or some kind of fat. Um, there's an immune boosting smoothie. You know, there's the glow smoothie, hair, skin and nails, like whatever is going on with your body there are smoothies that you know really focus on those different issues yeah well that's amazing because it allows you to personalize right to use it as a jumping off point and maybe you find your favorites and you do them exactly that way but I assume you know you probably have variations for you that might be different than what your son drinks one day and vice versa it, yeah I mean it's all like what we love we tend to drink the same one but then again like I mean, I, I had my last child four and a half years ago and I still want the pregnancy smoothie every day. It's like still my very favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, go figure. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit like in terms of picky eaters or kids on more limited diets or restrictions, not just about smoothies, but just as people are kind of coming to you as a resource, what do you recommend? Like how do they get variety and health, you know, healthy eating and all of that together with kids who just don't want to eat as many different things. Well, I think it's important to like focus on the foods that your like selective picky eater, you know, does like and empower them that way. Like it's a win that your kid maybe likes broccoli or cucumbers or carrots. Um, so instead of focusing on labeling them, you know, oh, you're a picky eater. I think it's important to celebrate the healthy food wins that they do have. Um, so that's, you know, that's a big part and just adding it, involving them uh, in the process, making it, you know, we're going to try one vegetable a month that we're going to try to start enjoying and have them help you. Like, what is that going to be? Is it going to be sugar snap peas or is it going to be, you know, lettuce or whatever it is and try all kinds of different uh, ways um, to get them to eat it, whether it's growing the lettuce, dipping it in different salad dressings, um, using it as a wrap for a sandwich, getting it on a burger, whatever it is. Like, I think it's really, it, it's small wins that will go the farthest in the long run. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Did you, you mentioned um, growing things. Do you guys, do you grow your own stuff at home too? Beyond yeah, your, we, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we have a fig tree, grapefruit, and we have tons of herbs, nectarines, passion fruit. Um, and we just cleared off a whole space um, to start growing even more. So we, we get really into it just because the kids, I mean, actually my son, uh, my daughter, the first week of COVID, um, found all these green bean seeds and we planted them and she, every day she's outside. She's like, we got to water them. We got to nurture them. When are they going to be here? So it's, it's really cool. I think, mean, you know, and she'll go up there and just like pull them off, you know, and eat away um, during their season. Yeah. Well, it's nice when you can get them involved. I found here that that makes a big difference. You know, it's a teaching moment. It's something to do. It fills time yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's right, yes. a food, right? So it sort yeah. of, it comes, it has multi-purposes. hundred percent. So if people were going to order, what are some of your favorite, like one potato staples or just family favorites that are easy to make that you like? 
that you well, recommend. you yeah. you said it. So we have five meals that change every single week. So you know, it's oh, it's like it's like a great surprise. But then we have um, we have three one potato family favorites. So you can get beef, turkey, or veggie burgers and fries with all the homemade sides. You can get uh, tacos like for Taco Tuesday. And again, it's just uh, it's beef, turkey, or veggie and homemade guacamole and salsa and everything. Um, and then we're about to add a new one. So TBD on uh, which one right now it's pan roast chicken with carrots, but I hear it's going to be pizza. So we're, we're, you know, and we're always polling our audiences. Like we want to know, we love, that's the best thing about being a direct to consumer company is that we get such incredible feedback. And when people ask us like every week at one potato, you get homemade free cookie dough in your bag or box. Um, so, and people love that. And they kept saying like, you're giving me the free cookie dough. Can I just buy some more? Like my kids like live for it. So I'm um, starting this week. You can now you get the, get the homemade cookie dough. And, and that's, I think that that's just the best part that we can, you know, we're always, our product innovation is always there creating new recipes and product lines. Yeah, so that's an interesting point. Are you, who, who's sort of the mastermind on the recipes and are you constantly trying things in your kitchen and then adding them to the menu? Um, it sounds like obviously there's a collective effort with the feedback that you're getting. That would be me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it, it is me and, um, you know, we work closely with our chef that, that runs the kitchen, but it's, you know, I am like the mom and the tester and, you know, from Wheelicious, we have all the analytics and the data to be able to support all the reasons that we should be, um, creating different new recipes. Um, but then sometimes it's user feedback. Like people will just say like a mushu chicken you know, like people will say like, oh, that's my favorite. Um, you know, when my kids want to go out to an Asian restaurant, they always want the, the Mushu chicken, you know, or, you know, an Italian restaurant, they want rigatoni or whatever it is. Um, so like, will you add that? So we're always, you know, we're open and we love when people send us, you know, their ideas too. But for the most part, um, it's, it's based on what my kids really want. <laughs> so that's why, you know, you see plenty of vegetarian, you see, you know, steak, you'll see salmon, it, it, it runs the gamut. Well, so we're all going to have to try it out again um, and get back, I think, in a routine, right? It would be very helpful, I think, to have that as part of, of your routine. And I think, you know, what we talked about a little bit um, is like the family meal, which is like another really nice thing for people, which I think you guys lend yourself to more this idea that you all are gathering around the table and sharing this meal um, in terms of how you guys do it, which I think is very special and very different. Well, yeah. we consider ourselves, you know, like we, we, we're sending families food that is definite, but we have always considered ourselves much more of a mission-based company because for me, I had dinner at five o'clock every night with my parents and my brother. And that's like what I remember from my childhood. And I think in this fast paced world we live in, um, where it's easy to hand a kid an iPad and say, oh, you know, just go eat your dinner. Um, you know, we're really, and especially during this time, we really want families to come together and have conversation and, and to share food. And, you know, I think that that's the kind of role modeling um, that, you know, that, and the reason that One Potato families really love, um, you know, the meals and coming together. Yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the things that's so special about about that and and different right because it is meals when you think about a meal where it is you just order it or you quickly throw it together and everyone goes their separate ways you know there's this idea of a communal 
meal, which is nice to have, even if you can only commit to it a couple nights a week for your family. I mean, same as you, I had it growing up, even though Mike, my dad worked crazy hours and everything, but we always had a family dinner that was made by my mom, you know, frankly. And I don't think I thought about it that much then, but now for sure, because we're all going so many different directions and a school day is so long, plus sports, plus this, plus that. And I think that's been interesting about this time, right? Is that we don't have these commitments every evening. I mean, I know we're playing more board games and doing more puzzles and all of those types of things. Um, and people are doing family movie nights. And so I think, you know, it's a great time to sort of bring the family meal back into your house, right? And think about using that to get together and have conversation. It's so fun. It's so fun. And, you know, no matter what age children you have, you can play different games. You can talk about the news. I mean, there's just, you know, I think that we, my husband and I always just treasure d- dinner time. It's just religion. I wish it was five o'clock like my parents are just a little bit later these days. Um, but, you know, we always, it's like we have a very firm, like you have to sit at the table for 20 minutes. Um, and, you know, when we still, they, I think like one of my kids was like 20 minutes. And now it's like, you know, it's 20, 25, 30, like they linger. And I think that you just get into the habit and it becomes something that you actually look forward to. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like time still manages to get away from you now, right? Which seems hard to imagine, <laughs> but but it does. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's such a nice um, such a nice way to to look at food too in a different way. That's not just about eating it or give me something, right? It's sort of this opportunity to enjoy something together and have a conversation. And we skipped over a little bit some of your lunches, but I want to go back because eventually all of our kids are going to school again, we all hope. (laughs) One day they'll break out their lunch boxes and head off, right? Um, And like what you do always looks so pretty and nice. And so I want to talk a little bit because you have all these ideas, right? And are you still doing like sort of lunches almost as if your kids were going off to school and like preparing it that way for them and you know what's your suggestions for people sort of around that that's a great question um it depends you know at first i was just like making lunch as it was but now i feel like my kids are a little bit like my older kids are just like working 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 um so i'm almost like it's not by no means like dinner um, some days are a little bit more snacking, just something really easy. And then sometimes like, uh, it's more of a, like a fun meal. Like yesterday I made savory crepes for lunch and it sounds very fancy, but it was actually really, really simple and easy, but they came, it, it was, it was fun. You know, it becomes more of like people, like everyone's in and out, um, because they're, fin- they're, their school is at different times and we're working, you know, I'm just trying to get everybody fed. Um, but, you know, it's also the best part about it is having older kids. So my older two are 11 and 13, and they've been just having a ton of fun at lunchtime coming down and making what they want, making what they crave. Um, so that's what goes back to like having the 10 foods, you know, your kids love on hand. Um, because then, you know, I, I don't have to worry about it as much. They're like, oh, no, I got this. And then they'll ask their little sister who's four if she wants what they're making. And of course, she's like, whatever they're having, I want. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just, it, you know, keeping keeping it a little bit more simple. Yeah, well, that's a good point. When did they start becoming independent? Like, do you find that teaching them 
you know, they're around you obviously and seeing you cook and do all these things and learning all the fundamentals. Did they, were they able to sort of make their own meals and self-select and early and do they enjoy cooking like you do and sort of how has that worked? Yeah, they're, I mean, they, they both love cooking. They, I mean, I, and they keep it simple, you know, like yesterday, my daughter or two days ago, she made an, um, a vegetable omelet and she sauteed peppers and onions and mushrooms and she whisked eggs and, you know, I mean, we're definitely, they get about halfway through the cleaning process and then they're like, I'm like, uh, what, what just happened here? So <laughs> we're definitely working on the, the cooking part. It's actually the easy part. It's the, we're, we're just trying to, you know, push them into the, the cleaning. Um, but yeah, but they, they, they have their like repertoire and they're both like always trying new things too. And I, I definitely think there are times of day where they're watching something and they'll come down. Even my four-year-old, she'll be reading a book and she's like, I'm going to make pink lemonade for everyone right now. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. So, you know, it's being at home, it's been like a little bit of a science project, math, um, physics. I mean, you know, cooking is a little bit of everything, art. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is like when they have learned those skills, it's a skill, right? To learn to cook and to do different things. But I think it's great to have them empowered to, to be able to make stuff for themselves. And then I assume they're more likely to eat it. We're always waiting for my son to be able to do pretty much any cooking. <laughs> but we don't like the mess. I'm like a nomad. I'm like, I have a hard time with the massive mess. To- you have to like, there's, you know, there's a fine line, but I also think it is a great lesson. Like, look, cooking is its own thing, but cleaning. So, you know, at the same time, we're like, I think being at home right now, it's a great message to be sending to kids that, you know, they work together, you know, cooking and cleaning um, and keeping it simple. And they're, you know, they're learning at their own, their own pace, but so far it's been pretty good. Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. We do a lot of dessert <laughs> cooking. We do a lot of baking. Yeah. <laughs> right? The fun stuff that. with like the licking the bowl. I find that that is very motivating. We made a lot of breads and, you know, cookies and cakes and all of that early on. As it should be. Yeah, we're making baked raspberry donuts this afternoon. So Are you? I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. I know. We haven't done, I keep thinking we're going to do pies or something, you know, with all yeah. the fruit and all of that. We haven't gotten there yet, but... We're trying you to have time. That. You have <laughs> time. That's what I said. Is like we need to slow down a little bit on like the bread and the desserts. It's hard. Not a problem. There, there's plenty of time for this stuff. <laughs> um, well, I want to thank you for spending time with us. Is there anything I didn't ask you today that are like hot tips that our families should should know about? Um, I think that it's just being patient, being patient with each other. I think that a lot of like food fights can happen right now between uh, spouses, partners, kids and adults. And I think it's just important to like take a step back. Um, and sometimes like even with smaller kids realize, that, you know, something that I've noticed again with my four-year-old is that you know, their digestive systems work at a different rate than ours. And if they're really not hungry, they're going to be hungry at another meal. Like you don't have to, like, they're not going to starve. Um, and just, you know, being, being patient with it, because I think that that for some, sometimes, you know, the, um, the pressure for perfection, you know, like wanting the perfect eater, it doesn't exist, but it's like baby steps. Those are huge milestones. I think that's a great tip. I know all of us are, you know, we all struggle with different things right now, right? Having our kids home and feeding them and teaching them and, and all of it, but we want them ultimately to be healthy, right? And to be happy and 
in theory, have less stress in their lives, <laughs> right? It, or certainly hard. around food, you know, doesn't, doesn't feel like it needs to be a fight every day. So I think yeah. that's one thing that's super helpful about you. And we're going to talk, we'll mention to everyone the cookbooks that you have and obviously the site where people can go, right, to get inspiration and different ideas and try different things. I mean, I think a lot of what we've talked about too is you know, just trial with your kids to find the things that work um, and that work for your family. So I wanted to ask you one other thing, Catherine, before we wrap up today, which was about, you know, what you're doing around COVID-19 and in the community. Um, if you want to talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's been really, really exciting because we've been able to um, send frozen smoothie packs to Children's Hospital for the families, uh, for the nurses and doctors that work at Children's Hospital. Uh, so we've been making those weekly drop-offs and happy, happy smoothie lovers, just because we feel like getting healthy foods in these people that are caring for the COVID patients or you know, anyone, especially children in need. Um, and then also at One Potato, we've, um, we're sponsoring some baby-to-baby -baby families. So families that are you know having uh, challenging times right now. So what, uh, one potato families can sponsor uh, on a weekly basis, on ongoing basis um, by donating a box to a baby to baby family. Um, and as well, we want to make sure that all of your listeners want to um, give you a code, which is well 30. So if you put well 30 in at checkout on your first one potato box, you'll get 30% off. Um, and you know, we're, we're grateful to you and everything you're doing for families as well. We appreciate you being here today and we're going to go ahead and we will reshare to everybody all of Catherine's books and the website and then how to use the code, where to use the code um, so that you have all the resources in one place because she really, I mean, you really are such a wealth of knowledge for families and there's so many different ways for them to get to access um, the information. So that's the other thing, you know, we want to make it as available to everyone as possible. Um, and hear how everyone gets started. We've been doing smoothies. That's sort of like our foundational <laughs> piece Yay. at our house, but I know everyone has different things going on. So we'll be excited to hear how everyone puts all this good information to use in their own homes. Thank you so much. Thanks Catherine for being with us today. It was great to have you. Thank you, Tracy, for letting me be here. I had so much fun. Catherine, this was so much fun. I really appreciate your time. It was so great to catch up and learn from you and all of your expertise feeding our growing kids. We are super excited about the continued growth at One Potato and can't wait to try out the new smoothies as well. Thanks to Catherine and the One Potato team for giving us a special code, WELL30, it's all caps, W-E-L-L 30, to be used at onepotato.com. We're excited to see what you love. Once again, we'd also like to thank Calathea Farms for sponsoring this episode. You can learn more about them at calatheafarms.com.